1: Hi, I'm Huang Rei. On today's A Light on Literature, we continue by presenting the book The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post-80s generation in China, published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press in 2016. In today's episode, we present you the second part of the story under the same name of the book written by Wang Weilian and translated by Stephen Day. The author, Wang Weilian, was born in Qinghai province in 1982. He graduated from Sun Yasen University in 2004. His major works include the novel The Rescued and short story Upside Down Life, previously on The Sound of Salt Forming.
2: Is it true that the salt mine where you're at is the largest in the country, as I've heard? Ting asked. Not just the country, it's possibly the largest in the world, I said, mocking myself. Do you commute back and forth every day? Nah, sometimes I'm too tired and stay at the plant. There's a dorm there. Must be difficult. It's okay, I'm a technician. With a smile, Ting commented, Back in the day, I remember you were pretty good at chemistry. Really? I couldn't actually remember. Was it really necessary to bring up these things from the past again today? Should we drink some more? Ting volunteered unexpectedly. We had stopped just after three drinks, which made the two ladies feel relieved. Now, they were both resting, so it was really an opportune moment to drink. I took the bottle, and we started again. We chatted about many things from our time in middle school. Now, I'm by no means nostalgic, and don't think that time was great at all, but, as a topic of conversation, we could casually chat about those times which remained precious to us. Actually, I'd been wanting to ask Ting about Jinjing. Such a pretty girl. How could he have snared her? But, I couldn't muster up the courage to say it, not wanting to expose that particular male way of thinking. We drank then drank some more, until I felt fatigue setting in. Finally, buzzed, Ting and I fell asleep, slumped on the couch. Not unexpectedly, I dreamed of Zhao, who called out, Bottoms up! His entire face was covered in saline alkali, and he was seated on the deck of the salt mining vessel. His shadow wasn't reflected on the surface of the water. I said to him, Zhao, a friend has come to see me. He replied, Have a few more drinks with your friend. He's doing okay for himself, I responded. Zhao smiled, his cavernous mouth torn open. You're getting by well yourself too. I awoke with a start and saw Xialing and Jinjing sitting on the balcony, whispering as if they were old friends who had not seen each other in years and Ting slumped next to me, snoring very loudly. I closed my eyes again, and although not sleepy at all, pretended to be sound asleep. I regretted having taken it upon myself to purchase tickets for several days later, and couldn't figure out at all how I was going to deal with guests during the extra days. In the evening, we just had leftovers from our lunch. Then, Xia Ling suggested that we all go outside for a stroll. When we entered the street, the intensity of the sun had already waned along with the daylight, even though it was midsummer. A cool breeze blew in from the far reaches of the wilderness, making us feel slightly chilly. Ting exclaimed, quite cool, it's really comfortable. Jing chimed in, yeah, it's great. For a moment, my gaze was fixated on her pretty face. Then it slid away falling into the distant and quiet evening light. At the end of the road, I saw several drunken men staggering along. Deep down, this desolate town distressed me, and Jin Jing brought her startling good looks here, like a bolt of bright lightning. She had made my distress even more palpable. Do you still write lyrics? Ting asked suddenly. Jin Jing and Xiaoling Ling turned their heads around and were looking at me i had never told Xia Ling about my lyrics. She stared at yours truly. I smiled and slapped Ting on the shoulders. What nonsense are you talking about? Ting replied, Although you never said anything to me about your writing lyrics, I found out about it long ago, and even heard your voice mumbling while you hummed the words. Ashamed, I swung my arms about and said, I was just messing around. We're all just messing around, Ting retorted. My painting is also just messing around. Our lives are also messing around. I didn't say any more, but thought to myself, yeah, some people can't continue messing around. You have been listening to The Sound of Salt Forming, a short story selected from the book The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post-80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author, Wang Weilian was born in 1982 in Haiyan County, Qinghai province. He graduated from Sun Yat-sen University in 2004 with a degree in anthropology. His major works include the novel The Rescued, novellas The Law Trilogy, The Inside Face, A Man Without Fingerprints and The Second Person, as well as short stories Upside Down Life and Resignation. The next day, I considered whether or not I should take them to visit the Salt Lake but what to do after visiting it? Because of my hesitation, another day passed. This day, the sun was shining brightly. The edges of everything radiated bright halos. We were holed up in the room, idly whiling away the time with nothing to do until dusk, when we finally went out to a food court for barbecue. They raved about the mutton here, which made me feel somewhat gratified. As we were eating the barbecue, Jinjing was seated right across from me. So... I stole a few more glances at her, discovering that she seldom smiled. Her eyes concealed an inscrutable melancholy, and she and Ting weren't close by any stretch of the imagination. But then again, I thought that Xiaoling also looked melancholy, and she and I didn't appear close either. After several dozen kebabs were in our tummies, everyone seemed completely satisfied and the tone of our conversation became animated once more. Ling smiled and said, "'Ting, how did you ever win Tingting? Jing? Come on, tell us about it.' I would never have imagined that Ling could ask what I so desperately wanted to know. Ting laughed with a smile. "'That's a secret.' "'Don't keep us in suspense. Tell us,' I said. Ting glanced at Jingjing, who offered, "'Actually, there is no secret. I am his client. We met while he was drawing my portrait.' "'Yep.' That's how it was, Ting agreed. After escaping from the coal mine, I could only rely on painting portraits to survive. One day, I happened to meet Jin Jing. I offered to paint her for free, but on the condition that she would have to let me paint several portraits. To my surprise, she agreed. Jin Jing looked at me and said, Mostly, it was that he painted so seriously, and it was the first time someone had ever focused just on me. I returned her gaze. Our gaze met for no more than a second before I lowered my head, pretending to eat something, and evaded her beauty. Perhaps only artists were allowed to directly observe such beauty on the pretext of art. Ting asked, Did I paint it well? Jin Jing replied, You painted it very well, but that wasn't me. Ting opened his mouth wide in surprise. Not you, who was it? Jin Jing smiled. Your dream. Xia Ling and I began to laugh. I looked at Jin Jing and said, What artists create are their own dreams, but you gave him that dream. Exactly, exactly, Ting nodded his head repeatedly and took a swig of beer. Jin Jing twisted her head around to look at Ting. Can you give me back the dream I gave you? We were all dumbfounded for a moment, then started laughing. Jin Jing had actually made a wisecrack. Her smile was like a meteor flashing by. This girl had a really ineffably mysterious quality. She both deeply fascinated me and at the same time utterly terrified me. I was unable to ditch my curiosity about her. Giggling, Ting continued, Not just that, I'd be fine with giving you everything. We all started laughing again. Suddenly, Xia sighed, It's good to see you so contented. You're not saying that you guys aren't, are you? Ting inquired. I had nothing to say in response, but still had to do something, so I could only manage a laugh. (laughs) Brother, I toast you. Ting was holding a full glass of beer and downed it in one gulp. Then he wiped his mouth and continued. Actually, I can't drink, but it's been so long since we last met. I'm happy. I've already told Jin Ting about this. Once I set up a stand and some of the city inspectors busted me up pretty good. Only after getting 30 or so stitches was my petty life spared. (laughs) A smile came over Ting's face. His eyes had sunk into the shadows of his sockets and I couldn't see them clearly. Although he had only said a few words, I understood what he meant. I also poured a full glass of booze, toasted him and downed it in a single swig. Let's go to that salt lake tomorrow, Ting suddenly hollered at me. The rascal, in order to avert any awkwardness in continuing the discussion, he brings this up now. I turned my head and discovered that Jin Jing was looking at me, her eyes full of a sense of anticipation. Fine. I'll take you there tomorrow, I said, lifting my glass. You have been listening to The Sound of Salt Forming, a short story selected from the book The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post 80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author Wang Weilian was born in 1982 in Haiyan County, Qinghai province. He graduated from Sun Yat-sen University in 2004 with a degree in anthropology. His major works include the novel The Rescued, novellas The Law Trilogy, The Inside Face, A Man Without Fingerprints and The Second Person, as well as short stories Upside Down Life and Resignation. So, this was The Salt Lake. After an hour on the commuter bus and walking through dull building after dull building at the plant, you make a turn and before your eyes is the salt lake. His mouth agape, Ting mumbled, Wow, how stunning. His expression was just as I had imagined it would be. In my mind, this scene had many times already been foreseen long before. It's just that I had not thought Xia Ling would also come along. I just couldn't have imagined that. Previously, when friends had come, every time I wanted to drag her along as a guide and she had always flatly refused. She said, if I can skip going one less time to that lousy place, then I will. This time, I simply didn't ask her to go, for, if she didn't go, then it would be more relaxed when I was face to face with Jin Jing. But when Jin Jing wanted her to go along, Xia Ling, to my surprise, readily agreed without any hesitation at all. Is it difficult for the same-sex to ward off the charms of a pretty woman too? Xia Ling was standing by Jinjing's Jing's side tugging at her arm as the wind tussled their hair. In precisely that instant, I felt that they resembled biological sisters. We headed to the edge of the lake. Under our feet, the coarse salt grains made a crunching sound, as if we were walking on snow. All around, the land was infertile, not a bird to be seen. Although the sky was azure, the salt water was still a gloomy, blackish-green colour. In the middle of the lake, green mixed with yellow, like a cloudy face troubled by secret worries. Coming here, it's as if winter had suddenly arrived, Jin Jing offered. Do you know what this feeling is called? I chimed in. Jin Jing looked at me, thought for a second, then suggested, Desolation? Her reply was like a well-aimed bullet, striking the readied answer in my mind. "'Yeah, that's it,' I sighed. Desolation. The wind caught Charling's face and turned ugly. "'I really hate coming to this place,' she said. Just then, Ting, who was walking on ahead of us, turned around and commented, "'How can you say that? I think this place is beautiful.' Of course it did have its own distinctive beauty— it was like fallen snow. The pure salt deposits at the edge of the lake, as well as the salt flowers precipitated by the lake water, all could be considered rare marvels. A painter could not be unmoved by such scenery, but, while Mars also has its own distinctive beauty, nobody is willing to live there. Appropriate of this, unfortunately Xia and I belonged to that group of Martians who had been forced to remain here. I cheered up, and half-jokingly said to Ting, You certainly must paint the scenery here. It will definitely surprise everyone. Ting squatted and soaked his hand in the salt water. I certainly will, he said. You will be moved by it. If you have athlete's foot, soak your feet and they'll feel better, I suggested. Ting took me at my word and, in all seriousness, took off his socks and waded into the salt water. Jingjing yelled at him, Are you making salty steam trotters? And we all laughed heartily. You have been listening to The Sound of Salt Forming, a short story selected from the book The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post 80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author Wang Weilian was born in 1982 in Haiyan County, Qinghai province. He graduated from Sun Yat-sen University in 2004 with a degree in anthropology. His major works include the novel The Rescued, novellas The Law Trilogy, The Inside Face, A Man Without Fingerprints, and The Second Person, as well as short stories Upside Down Life and Resignation. Not far off, a blue salt mining vessel was at work. After seeing us, it headed toward us. Ma should be on board. Of all the people I knew, only Ma drove the boat. As expected, it was Ma. He stuck his head out of the captain's cabin and waved at us. We waved back. Ting was excited. Let's all get on the boat, okay? He was already heading toward the boat as he spoke. The fool I cursed, Ting responded. This place is like the Dead Sea, you can't drown. He just dove in head first, flinging his entire body into the lake and swam toward the boat. Xia Ling and I took Jin to a simple dock nearby. By the time we got there, Ma had already dredged up a soaking wet Ting and was heading toward us. Ting was standing on the prow of the boat, happily calling out to us with his arms raised. His excitement had still not subsided. Once we were on the boat, Ma appeared happy. This friend of yours is very amusing, he said. It's understandable, I said. Can you guess what he does? Ma shook his head. Smiling, Ting responded, Several hundred metres below the Earth's surface, pitch black, never see the sun throughout the year. Coal miner, no wonder. We have too much sun here. It seems that we're really from two different worlds, Ma commented. Everyone laughed. Ma drove to the middle of the lake. It's called the middle, but actually it's just the centre of a large briny pool. To make managing it easier, this massive salt lake was like a rice paddy divided up into sections. I'll take you to see the sunset on the salt lake. You will definitely never forget it for the rest of your life, Ma said, with a clear plan in mind. Really? Ting asked, his eyes wide open as he gazed off toward the west. I had seen this scene countless times. The sunset appears like a ruptured liver, bright red blood flowing all over a white bandage. I felt as if there was an invisible cannon shelling the sun, an invisible machine gun strafing my life. Like the sun, I was a pool of red blood. To appreciate this type of wound was also beautiful, even though the wound hurt one's own body. The setting sun is infinitely wonderful. It's just too close to dusk, and things that are too beautiful are all too close to death. I was looking at Tinding. The evening clouds descended on her, turning her into a beauty that was radiating splendour. She was sitting there, gazing at the scenery in the distance. It seemed she was unmoved by her own beauty. Ting seemingly was immersed in the spectacle of the salt lake and had forgotten to keep Jinjin company. Come on, let's drink up. Ma took out a bottle of barley wine from the cabin. Out here... All men get wasted. Nor can invitations to get wasted here be refused. We three guys sat up on deck while Jinjing stood by the ship's railing. Only Xiaoling remained to scurry back and forth, pouring us booze. She even went into the cabin to fetch a bag of peanuts to go with our drinks. Ma sighed emotionally and said to me, You guys are lucky, I nodded. And looked at Xiaoling, saying, Hey, Ma, always liked you. Xiaoling rolled her eyes and, in a towering rage, replies, You tease your wife this way? This proves I have a good wife. I replied, You're yeah, right. She turned around, went back into the cabin, and did not reappear. She probably went to watch TV, unable to appreciate the lovely scenery in front of us any longer. This was already a form of torture for her. I recalled the time when Myra and I had both been courting Xiaoling at the same time. In the end, I succeeded. What I depended on was precisely my only interest, writing lyrics. Yet, I still hadn't sung any of my lyrics and could only compose a poem to give to Xiaoling. In this place, devoid of life, the romanticism of a poem was much more useful than anything else. The next day, I received Xiaoling's answering letter in which she wrote... It is your poetry that helps me notice the beauty here. Perhaps it's only this that gives me the courage to stay. I thought her words were much more powerful than my poem. These words profoundly moved me for quite some time and filled my entire heart with pity for the girl when I saw her. We had already gone this far, filled with such mutual affection, but eventually our affection was defeated by this timeless expanse of desolation. We both became part of the desolation, and then, even mutual enemies.
1: What you just heard was the second part of the story, The Sound of salt Forming, from the book under the same name, published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press in 2016. Join us again next time on A Light on Literature, for the final part of the story. See you next time.
2: You have been listening to The Sound of Salt Forming, a short story selected from the book The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post-80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author, Wang Weilian was born in 1982 in Haiyan County, Qinghai Province. He graduated from Sun Yat-sen University in 2004 with a degree in Anthropology. His major works include the novel The Rescued, novellas The Law Trilogy, The Inside Face, A Man Without Fingerprints, and The Second Person, as well as short stories Upside Down Life and Resignation.